What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com and shreddedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to get your body ready for beach season. Spring has now arrived and been seeing a lot of posts this week about it being 90 days until the summer arrives and beach season is in full swing. So I want to get you prepared. I want to make sure that you are ready, feeling confident and proud when you are strutting your stuff when beach season arrives. You've probably heard that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So the most important thing that you need to do to get your body ready for beach season is to set a goal and set a goal date. So give yourself a deadline to achieve your beach body. So really important to know what does your beach body look like? Is it a full six pack abs? Is it a four pack? Uh, you could aim for a certain body fat percentage if that's something that appeals to you, but a beach body is more of a look than a number. It's, it's more than just a scale number. It's more than a body fat percentage. So really have a clear vision in your mind for the level of leanness that you want to see yourself strutting around when you're walking the beach or around a pool uh, this coming summer. And one pro tip that I have found incredibly helpful when it comes to setting goals and achieving goals and really creating that sense of urgency, tying a lot of emotion into my goals is to tie an event to that goal date. Uh, for those of you in the States, maybe it's the July 4th weekend where you're going to have some friends and family over, maybe it's a pool party, uh, or for those of us in Canada, July 1st would be that date. Um, maybe it's just booking a weekend getaway, a beach vacation with your friends and family so you can get out there and strut yourself on the beach. For me personally, one of the the big goal dates that has resonated the most with me over the years, we're talking back in my teenage years and early 20s, is the Victoria Day weekend or the May 2-4 weekend. That just kind of kicked off beach season for me. Back as a teenager, early teens, we'd be Every, every May 2-4 weekend, we'd head out to Wasega Beach where I knew I was going to be strutting my stuff and if the weather was co cooperating, I would be probably not wearing a shirt that entire uh, weekend there. Uh, so it just, it's, it's something that has resonated with me. I, I always knew that it's, it's towards the end of May, which kind of leads into the spring season. It's just being prepared by that May 2-4 weekend meant that I was going to be lean the entire summer. So, um, and it just tied a lot of emotion to me. For me back then, it was all about picking up women. Um, being single right now, it's kind of still uh, on my mind to be in shape, beach body ready come May 2-4 weekend as well for myself. So you want to really tie in some emotion with that. For me, other things that have worked, if you don't, if you're not going to be getting any kind of getaway, any kind of, even if it's just a day trip to the beach is absolutely, it's, it's awesome. But um, booking a photo shoot. So say you want to be beach ready by June 22nd, June 21st. Um, you want to be ready for summer book a photo shoot on that date and really celebrate your body as a work of art. That's been one of my favorite ways to, to not only hold myself accountable because I'm telling everybody that I'm, I'm gonna have this photo shoot on a certain date, I wanna look my best for that photo shoot, but you also get to, to you have those photos for life, really capturing the work that you've put into sculpting your physique. And, it, and it's, it's more than just walking around looking great and feeling great. It's it's just, you start to see yourself when, the first photo shoot that I ever did, when I saw the photos, I was just, 
blown away. It was for the first time where I really, I mean, I look at my, I always kind of viewed body building as body sculpting, my body as a sculpture, uh, but really like seeing those professionally done photos, it was, it was just this, it was a light bulb moment for me where I truly viewed my body as a work of art. I was like that, I view my body as a masterpiece and just seeing that, it, like photography is a work of art in and of itself. So it just, it was a beautiful thing and just so booking that, that photo shoot, paying for it in advance, really nailed down the, the emotion behind the experience and that sense of urgency. Like I really wanted to look my best when I came to that, that photo shoot date. So there's all different kinds of, of things that you can do, events that you can tie into your goal date, but I guarantee if you just tell yourself you wanna get in shape in 12 weeks, that's a great goal, you set that, that date and everything, but if you have an event tied to that goal date, it's going to really, amplify that urgency and, and just create um, just a, a whole different experience when it comes to dialing things in. You're not gonna wanna put it off until the last final weeks in order to achieve that goal deadline. You're gonna wanna start right from the beginning, make sure that you are on point leading up to uh, that event. And when it comes to setting your goal of sculpting a lean beach body, it's incredibly important to have realistic expectations and to set yourself up for success, making this process as stress-free and enjoyable as it possibly can. What the research shows is that if you want to preserve your muscle mass uh, throughout this process, maybe even gain a tiny bit of muscle mass, make this a sustainable approach to fat loss, uh, your goal should be to aim to lose 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight per week. So if you are a 200 pound bro, you're not gonna be looking at trying to lose 50 pounds in 12 weeks. It's just gonna be this could be incredibly challenging. Is it doable? Yes, it's going to be extreme. It's going to beat you down. You're going to be hungry all the time. You're going to be food obsessed. And chances are you're going to lose some muscle mass in the process. We don't want that. So we wanna set you up for success and have some real expectations, realistic expectations for what you can achieve uh, in time for beach season coming up here. So for example purposes, let's say you have a goal of dropping 15 pounds by beach season. That is a very doable, achievable, realistic goal that should excite the heck out of you. 15 pounds would make a dramatic visual impact with your physique, your appearance. You'd be feeling pretty darn confident and proud strutting your stuff when it comes to walking on the beach. So from here, we want to break it down into weekly and daily goals. As I mentioned, you wanna be aiming to lose 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight per week if you wanna preserve your muscle mass throughout this process and make it as sustainable as it possibly can. So. It's up to you, like how aggressive do you want to be? Do you want it? I find for most of us, aiming for that 1% is going to be just fine. Unless you're already around that 12 to 10% body fat, you're already really lean, then I would kind of aim for that 0.5% body fat. But I find for most men over 40, aiming for one, losing 1% 1 of your total body weight per week is uh, is very doable, very uh, acceptable. But let's say, again, for example purposes, you want to uh, lose 15 pounds and say you wanna drop, you find it realistic to drop one and a half pounds per week. Now, one thing, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit here. If you wanna lose one pound per week, 
it's estimated that you would want to create a 500 calorie deficit. So you would take your, I've got a calculator on my website, I'll include a link down below, where you enter your age, height, weight, your activity level. I find for most of us men over 40, the moderate activity level is a great um, number to go with to, to as your, your starting point. This is just giving you a basic starting point to build upon. So you plug in all that data and it's gonna give you your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure. That's how much you would consume to maintain your body weight. So you'd want to subtract 500 calories from that to lose one pound per week. You wanna lose two pounds per week, it's gonna be a thousand calorie deficit. You wanna lose a pound and a half, it's in the middle there, 750 calories. Now this again, just an estimation. It gives you a starting point. You track those calories, you, you eat that, that deficit for the, the, the week there, see how your body responds and make the necessary adjustments. So let's say a pound and a half per week, you've got 15 pounds to lose. You think to yourself, all right, I can get this done in 10 weeks. Well, what I recommend is that you add on another week or two just to plan for any unexpected challenges, setbacks. Very, very rarely is it ever the case where it is smooth sailing for 10 weeks straight. Something always comes up that's going to set you back a little bit. You want to make this, like I said, as stress-free as possible. An extra week or two of leeway there is going to make, it's going to kind of reduce some of that stress but still create that urgency of achieving your goal by that deadline. So I'd extend it a little bit there, but still aim, you're still, you don't wanna, you don't wanna say, you wanna cut yourself too much slack there. It's there just in case, um, just to have that little bit of room. If you get it done in 10 weeks, you get it done in 10 weeks. It's definitely possible, it definitely happens, but I do encourage you to, if you're booking an event or something around this goal, I would book it, I'd give yourself that little bit of a cushion. If, you're, if you achieve your goal two weeks in advance, Boom, bonus, fantastic. But again, just wanna to try to create that uh, stress-free uh, process, as uh, make it as easy as it can on yourself. Now let's use myself as an example. My TDEE is between 2,700 and 2,800 calories. So that's what I would need to consume each and every day in order to maintain my, my weight. If I want to drop a pound and a half per week, I would need to create a 750 calorie deficit from that. So I'd be looking at about 2,000 calories per day. Now. I prefer, especially in fat loss mode, to look at your calorie intake on a weekly basis rather than a daily basis. Yes, you could aim for 2,000 calories each and every day. That's exactly what I did during this four-week mini-cut. I knew it was a short-term goal. I could nail it, but I also gave myself permission. If there was a day where I felt like I needed some more calories. I was just feeling my appetite increased, maybe there was some sort of social gathering. I was going to give myself permission to consume a little bit more. And But I like to prefer not to go above maintenance on those days. I don't wanna have a refeed that goes above the 27 to 2800 calories. It just makes it too tough to compensate for uh, the rest of the week. So let's say the goal is 2000 calories uh, each and every day. 14,000 calories is your goal for the week. Now, let's say, typically, like for me, like I said, this past mini cut, I was consistent across the board, but one of the previous fat loss phases I went through, every Friday night, I was out with the guys. And having an extra little buffer of like 300 to 500 extra calories made that experience a lot more enjoyable. It wasn't, it, it wasn't as stressful going there, trying to be 
super disciplined and have this extraordinary willpower, I gave myself a little extra room to, to consume a few more calories and really enjoy myself, live my life to the fullest. And it really made, it, it was a bit of a psychological break um, from dieting as well. It's not so much a physical physiological benefit of having a one day refeed in there. Uh, it's more of a, a mental break and just making the diet a little bit more sustainable. So let's say one day out of the week, you decide to, instead of 2,000 calories, you bump it up uh, to 2,300 calories. You have that, that week to kind of make up for that extra 300 calories that you consumed in order to hit your 14,000 calories for the day. If you have about 500, you can you have 500 calories that you need to play around with. You can reduce it instead of the following day after consuming 2,500 calories instead of the 2,000 that was your target. You could consume 1,500 the next day and kind of balance it all out in just one day because chances are you might not have as strong of an appetite because you just satisfied yourself the day before. Or you can spread it across two different days where you consume 1,750 uh, for two days and then get right back up to your um, 2,000 calories for the day. Again, it's the weekly target that is important. So have your weekly goal when it comes to that as well as your daily goals. Maybe you are someone who is hungry on leg day. Your appetite goes through the roof and that's a day where you can allot maybe 100 extra calories, maybe 200 extra calories, but you're gonna have to eat 2,000 less um, on some of the days to, to kind of make up for, for that different there. So it's all up to you, it's knowing your lifestyle, it's knowing how what's gonna make this process as sustainable as possible, as stress-free as possible. Keep your energy up as much as possible. So really knowing yourself and how you're going to spread out those calories throughout the week in order to make this as, as sustainable as possible. And the last thing about diet is to not get overwhelmed or caught up in all the fad diets, what you should be avoiding and all that stuff. Um, all the fad diets can work, they suit certain people, but the reason they do work is because they create a caloric deficit. So the key for you is to create a caloric deficit in a way that is more in line with your natural eating tendencies, something that doesn't feel like such a disruption to your overall lifestyle. It's very, it just feels a lot more natural. It's just you're eating less of what you would normally eat. Also, don't get caught up in the perfect macro ratios. Um, the macros aren't gonna have that much of a difference, uh, that much of an impact on your overall results. As long as you're getting an adequate amount of each macronutrient, the calorie target is what's most important. Some people do a lot better. I have clients who do better on lower fat diets. They just feel better. They feel more satiated on lower fat diets, whereas other people like to have their fat a little bit higher. Other people love to have higher protein intake. To them, that's more satiating. That's more filling, and they find that it can help preserve their muscle mass a lot better. Others love their carbohydrates. So again, it's no, the macro ratios, don't get caught up in all that stuff. It's just focus on your caloric target, getting an adequate amount of each one, and consuming foods that you enjoy. It does help to create a little sample meal plan for yourself based on your caloric target for the day. Um, keeping things as simple and consistent as possible for me personally, like whether I'm building muscle, maintaining my weight, or losing fat, first three meals of the day are, are exactly the same for me. It's just the portion sizes that would change. I love my shake in the morning. I love the, the eggs, the oats, the veggies, the berries as my, my second meal, the Greek yogurt and berries as my third meal. Those are consistent each and every day. So if you have options that you can have each and every day, it's just gonna make this process a whole lot easier. Then you get some of your variety from your dinner meal. So keep it simple. Make sure that you're consuming the foods that you enjoy. It's just a 
natural part of your lifestyle. It's just the portions that are going to change. Again, caloric target is what's most important. So now that we've covered nutrition, which is the most important component when it comes to getting your body ready for beach season, it's time to move on to your workouts and breaking things down into weekly and daily goals when it comes to your weight training sessions. And once again, it's all about following a plan that suits you and your lifestyle, your overall preferences. Don't get caught up in the hype. There are no such thing as fat burning workouts. The main purpose of your weight training sessions is to preserve your muscle mass while you're burning fat. You might gain a tiny, tiny bit of muscle. It's unlikely, but should main, your main focus is to preserve your muscle mass and kind of bring the finer details out of your physique. And it is a way to burn some calories, but some workouts aren't gonna necessarily burn more calories than others. It's gonna a very minimal impact on your overall results. It's all about shaping your body and having fun in the process. There's no ideal training split. It's all about kind of managing your muscle damage and recovery. Maybe towards the end of your cutting phase as you're nearing beach season there and you got uh, less energy reserves within you, maybe you're gonna wanna go a tiny bit lighter with the weights, maybe a little bit higher reps. It's all about listening to your, your body. And again, adapting a plan if you're following a kind of generic workout plan out there such as like the the jacked after 40 shred system a 12 week fat loss plan my workout plans or in the jacked after 40 club the monthly workouts that we put out each and every month you could follow there mainly those plans are five days per week but i have people following the shred system people following the jacked after 40 workouts uh it's five day plan but they prefer to train four days per week. You just, you follow that workout plan in order. Don't feel like you have to change your lifestyle to fit that specific plan. You fit that plan to your lifestyle. It's not gonna make a dramatic difference to the overall results if you're following that plan four days per week instead of five days per week. Maybe you, the workouts last 75 minutes and you only have 45 minutes to be in the gym. You can modify that plan to suit yourself, suit your timeline. Maybe it's just reducing some rest periods Maybe it's eliminating an exercise here or there, reducing the number of sets for certain things. It's all, again, don't get caught up in, in specifics there. What's going to help you get your body ready for beach season is following a plan that's going to be sustainable, enjoyable, reducing the amount of stress that you experience throughout this process. You want this process to be as enjoyable as possible. So when someone purchases my Sculpt System, the 12-week plan there, a lot of times I'll get messages back and forth from them saying, all right, how can I adapt this to suit my lifestyle? Maybe even my, the equipment that they have. So I make some suggestions based on that. Definitely do that in the Jack Death 40 Club. The workouts are kind of more personalized, catered to the equipment that they have available, their, their training schedule, as well as the uh, the time that they have to dedicate to each and every workout. So um, then, again, don't get caught up in, in rigid plans. Make it adaptable to you. Now it's time to set your daily and weekly goals when it comes to cardio. Are you going to include some form of cardio in your overall active lifestyle? What is that cardio going to be like? Number one, I highly recommend walking as your primary form of cardio. I mean, walking, a brisk walk isn't necessarily going to tax your VO max or anything like that, um, but it is a great form of active recovery. I really, really want you to focus on active recovery as the main purpose of your cardio. If you enjoy getting out for a jog, I do have some fellow men over 40 who love jogging, maybe three times per week, and they find that that doesn't interfere with their weight training. That's the main thing. You want to, whatever cardio you're doing, you want it to complement your weight training sessions. You want it to complement your overall active lifestyle. So if 
three days per week of jogging feels good to you in addition to your weight training sessions. And then the remaining days you get out for a nice walk build that into your plan. Again, make it a realistic, you don't want to, to stress yourself, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with activity. Uh, and you also want to pay attention to, again, how if you bump it up and what type of cardio. For me personally, I love the stair climber. I can handle about three days of stair climbing any more than that and I find it beats me down. Any more than that, I find I am less active throughout the day. I want to sit more so I burn less calories um, because I'm not on my feet as much. I'm sitting more than I normally would. Yeah, I may have burned a few extra calories on the stair climber that day, but if I'm sitting more throughout the day and throughout the week, it basically balances out and I kind of spent that extra time doing cardio for really nothing other than to give myself more time to sit on my butt, which isn't something I, I want to be living my life to the fullest. I don't want to feel beat down. I don't want to feel um, drained when it comes to my workouts either. So cardio, again, set the number of days that you want to commit to it and, um, and the type of cardio, again, paying attention to how it impacts your body. And one of the best things you can do for yourself when getting your body ready for beach season is to set daily sleep goals, having a consistent sleep-wake pattern. So making sure that you have a sleep goal of getting to bed at a certain time each and every day and then waking at a certain time each and day. Making sure that you're getting at least seven hours of quality sleep each and every night, preferably eight, maybe even eight and a half hours each and every night. That's gonna have a very positive impact on your energy levels, your performance in the gym, your appetite is gonna have a huge impact on your appetite. If you're not getting an adequate amount of sleep, you're gonna see your appetite go through the roof. It's gonna have an impact on your mood, which is gonna make it a lot more sustainable for you to enjoy this process. You don't wanna be cranky throughout this whole process. It's tough enough being in a calorie deficit, but being in a sleep deficit as well is going to be incredibly challenging going through this fat loss phase of trying to get your body ready for beach season. So set daily sleep goals and hold yourself to it. And that brings me to the final point. Now that you have all your goals in place, your long-term goal, your weekly goals, your daily goals, let's say you're aiming to lose that 15 pounds during this process, uh, and your weekly goal is to drop 1.5 pounds per week, and your calorie target, let's say, is going to be 2,000 for the day, you're aiming for 14,000 for the week, you're going to commit to working out five days per week, and you're going to walk every day of the week. Let's say those are your goals there, you're going to get to bed by 10 p.m. every single day, waking up at 6 a.m. every single day, um, keeping that consistent, whether it's a weekday, weekend, um, you have all your goals in place. The next thing is to hold yourself accountable, not just to yourself, but to others, whether it's a trusted friend, maybe someone else is going through this process along with you. You guys can share your, your goals together and check in either daily, check in weekly to make sure that you are tackling your goals. You can belong to a an online community such as the Jacked After 40 Club where you can post your goals. These are the goals I wanna achieve this week, each and every day, this is what I want to, to tackle and check in each and every day. At, at least check in once a week to, to state that you achieved your goals each and every day and you achieved your weekly goal of the week or you face some challenges, hey, this is what I need to do to step it up, hold me accountable to achieving these goals these next week. But the accountability is absolutely huge and again, if you tie in that event to your deadline, you get excited about it, you have that accountability of like a photo shoot or a vacation or like the 4th of July where you're around family and friends, tie that all in together, create that big form of accountability where you don't want to, it's going to help you overcome those situations where you don't 
have to really rely on willpower, you're gonna have a lot of, you're gonna have a support system in place to help pull you through those challenging and tough times. And those are my tips to get your body ready for beach season. There's nothing flashy, nothing hypey, nothing gimmicky about any of it. It's just the bare bones, simple fundamentals of building your best body ever, making this process as sustainable, as enjoyable, and suiting you. Really thinking of the long-term, the big picture approach here is that it's not gonna be a complete disruption from your lifestyle. This is something that's going to continue afterwards. You're gonna be consuming the same foods, you're just gonna be able to consume them in higher quantities. You're gonna be training the same number of days a week. You're still gonna be walking the same number of days per week or whatever form of cardio you choose. Um, you're still gonna keep that consistent sleep-wake schedule. You're basically building the habits during this fat loss phase to get your body ready for beach season that's gonna carry you forward throughout the future to help you continue improving and growing and um, just, again, living this jacked after 40 lifestyle to the fullest. So if I left out any tips, is there something that you think I should have included in this list? I would love to hear from it down below. Um, if you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, do him a favor and share it with him. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next podcast.